0: Hey everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Dave Hodges, the host, and we're the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. It's always great to be with you. The first part of our program is brought to you by Noble Gold. And as you know, I went from just advertiser to also a client. Why? because the bank is the worst place you can leave your money now long term. Oh, you have to have operating capital. I agree. But you need to diversify. And the people at Noble Gold are really, really good at that. And they can help you. And they're not pushy. They'll do for you what they did for me. And I would do it again. In fact, I've done it again three times. I've adjusted as the economy has adjusted. Give them a call. 877- 646-5347. That's 877- 646-5347. Well, we have Susan Bradford back on the line with us here. And she's going to be talking to us about uh the donald trump that we don't want to know um you know we kind of look at him as the great hope and america kind of sat on the sidelines said okay donald fix the country in four years and it ended up in disaster the disaster was the uh, vaccines and the lockdowns and the wrecking of the american economy well he oversaw that and he let that happen and uh we're finding out now some things from uh, susan's investigation that he may not be as free a spirit as we hoped he would be susan welcome back to the show and so glad you could join us
1: thank you very much for having me dave
0: well i'm not even sure where to start on this because uh, people are going to throw things here at their computers their radios because they want to believe in a messiah like figure and for a lot of people it's donald trump
1: well, the the one good thing that Donald Trump did is he exposed the deep state for for what it is, and I, I think now it's up to we, the people, to take what he gave us and to run with it. And I think we need to do the, the groundwork from here.
0: Okay. Well, do you think, and this is something we talked off air, but I think it's worth repeating for our audience, do you think that he was sincere when he took office, that he was going to make major reforms? But found out pretty quickly he wasn't able to.
1: Um, I, I think. He, I mean, I, I think there's, there's part of me that um, wanted that to be true. I think, looked standing back and, and looking at what has transpired and where he came from, um, I do believe that he was compromised from the beginning. Um, I think he was perhaps, you know, working on behalf of allies within the energy you know within the oil industries within um uh, like within other other industries uh, with whom he had partnerships um and i I think that um he was you know maybe attempting to do some good things right but but looking back at um all that has transpired uh, i i do think he was compromised from the very beginning
0: boy that is so disturbing but we do know He had kind of a relationship with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, too.
1: Yes, he did. And I'd like to kind of um, address that, if I could. Um, Now, uh, the the Clintons were... um, the ones who actually opened the door to the great tech boom. Um, President Bill Clinton brought China into the World Trade Organization. Um, so essentially that began the process of the corporate takeover of the federal government. And so from that point onward, we, we began to see the weaponization of the government um, by, uh, by the corp- corporations, by special interests, So on the one hand, you had um, a fiefdom revolving around Hillary Clinton, who, you know, as senator, she corralled the campaign contributions from corporations under her own um, belt uh worked with the corporations to set the corporate agenda and then determined who would get the money and how much and she would always get a cut of it um on the republican side of the aisle um that was done um under the auspices of uh, Congressman Tom Delay through the K Street project though i know that you know different republicans now are you know, have assumed that um leadership in that area um so from that point onward we began to see you know the weaponization of government and um During um, the Clinton administration, I know we've discussed this before, um, President Bill Clinton was coming uh, was facing charges of treason. Um, but those charges were um, deflected by the Lewinsky scandal, which then you know allowed um, the, the public to kind of focus on his alliances with an intern uh, and to, you know and to face, um, Censor and, and possible impeachment over that, rather than the more serious charges of of treason. Um, now, uh, Al Gore, when he ran um, against Bush Cheney, a- distanced himself over Bill Clinton, uh, o- you know, um, o- over Lewinsky. Um, you know, he took public offense to that. As a result of, of that, um, you know, you can call it political betrayal. The Clintons supported um, Bush Cheney in the two thousand election and um as the you know the, the contest as you recall was um fought in in Florida um where both uh, Republicans and Democrats were fighting for the for um the electoral votes to ultimately win the election now one of the firms representing um Uh, Bush Cheney was called Greenberg Trarig, Um, and they successfully uh, represented Bush Cheney all the way through the Supreme Court, securing the White House for him. Now, Greenberg Trarig was a major fundraiser for the Clintons. Um, Once um, Bush Cheney succeeded at winning the election, firm had um great influence with the incoming department of justice what that meant is that they could influence the direction of federal prosecutions um and if you recall during the bush administration um the prosecutions were rife with prosecutorial misconduct there were a lot of of issues with um you know these were partisan led and you know there there were a lot of you know political and, and integrity issues with those prosecutions um so uh um, I guess another factor to bring into this is that um, uh, Donald Trump uh, was trying to get into uh, the casino business. He was not very successful um, because he was not able to compete successfully against the um, the Indian tribes, which had advantages that he that he didn't have. Um, So he uh, was brought into the Seminole Tribe of Florida. a, a tribe that um, was also a heavy fundraiser for the Clintons. Um, and he retained greenberg Traurig as his tribal council um, to represent him on, on that deal. Um, so um, re, uh, you have a, a firm that's kind of in, in the center of, you know, of a very, a lot of powerful, um, interest. Um, another, factor in this is that, um, Greenberg Traurig represented, um, the Council of Energy Resource Tribes, which represents, um, over, tr- you know, trillions of dollars worth of natural resources and oil with an Indian country. Um, they call themselves the, you know, the gateway to Israel. Um, so they were, you know, a very powerful company, Rothschild, you know, with a Rothschild kind of connection. Um, there were um, a number of uh, very kind of questionable um, uh, prosecutions that took place under the Bush administration. Um, one was, for example, that of Richard Hatch. I don't know if you remember him, but he was the original Survivor winner you know, of, of the you know, reality TV show. Um, he won a million dollars. Um, during that reality show, he was going to blow the whistle on uh, the pr- producer uh, Mark Burnett um, over his allegations that the show was rigged. Um, following that um, the, that effort, um, he found himself under a criminal investigation for tax evasion, um, allegations that he could not rebut no matter what he did um, and he ended up spending years in prison and he was unable to, you know he was unable to um, you know to bring the, the charges forward. Um, uh, Mark Burnett, uh, you is a, um, producer for, or he was a producer for, um, Donald Trump's Celebrity Apprentice. Um, you have Senator Ted Stevens, um, who had laid the foundations for the Alaska Native corporations, um, which were, um, uh, bringing in millions to billions of dollars on behalf of defense contractors. Once the uh, Congress began to look into where all the money was going, Senator Ted Stevens uh, from Alaska fell under a uh, criminal investigation um, over an unrelated matter um, After he contested the federal, you know, the uh, prosecutorial misconduct and the false allegations, he was able to get the charges dropped only to lose his life shortly thereafter in under questionable circumstances involving a plane crash. Another was Rod uh, Blagojevich. He was the governor of, um, of Illinois, oh, that's right, um, a yes. friend of Obama's. Um, what many people don't realize is, right before his, um, uh, he fell under investigation. He was attempting to tax um, the casinos within uh, um, Illinois. Right after his effort, he fell under criminal investigation. Those uh, efforts to take money from the casinos was stopped, and um, he found himself in prison. So there are you know, many of these kind of um, special interest-led prosecutions that were going on under uh, under B- the Bush administration. Um, the one investigation that I'm going to focus on today concerns Jack Abramoff, and um, Jack Abramoff was uh, the leading uh, Republican super lobbyist, a fundraiser for um, for the Bush, Bush administration for Republicans. Um, now he began to. Um, He began to face trouble um, after he entered the Florida casino market. Um, It was at that point that he was attempting to acquire the Sun Cruise gaming fleet. Had he been successful at acquiring the gaming fleet, he would have been in direct competition to the Seminole tribe of Florida, a Clinton fundraiser, and a a tribe that was attempting to acquire a casino with Trump bankrolling that effort. So somehow uh, in the middle of um, of, of this effort, uh, um, it, uh, Abramoff, you know, he's doing his uh, off lobbying on Capitol Hill. He has a partner who has liabilities that, that weren't disclosed to him up front. Uh, namely that um, he was a, this is Adam Kedan, who was a disbarred um, bankrupt attorney. Um, Adam Kedan was in charge of raising uh, the money for uh, the fleet, like a nine-figure loan. He couldn't manage this with his background, and so he reached out to the Seminole Tribe of Florida, you know, for for assistance. Uh, What happens next is that... um, uh, interests associated with that tribe insinuated themselves into that loan and imploded it, uh, and, and, you know, they injected fraud um, and then left Jack Abramoff holding uh, the bag. Um, you can see that in the bankruptcy proceedings. Like, for example, um, the um, uh, law firm Shoot, Roth, and Grable, um, a company that represents Merrill Lynch, the fi- the financial advisor for the Seminole Tribe of Florida, represented uh, Wells Fargo, and, um, the, the bank that had, uh, created the fraudulent loan with Adam Kadan um, and that was, you know, you could find that the, the, the firm was party to that deal and was advising Wells Fargo. Um, so once the die had been cast, um, the, uh, the scandal was pushed forward by an, an organization called a reform group called the, the um, crew, um, which was headed, uh, was co-founded by Mark Penn. Mark Penn was a, um, uh, media advisor for the Clintons. He was also the head of a group called Burston Marsteller, which, um, under, uh, which was an umbrella organization for a company called BKSH, uh, which had at various points employed Roger Stone and Paul Manaford, um, and had, um, uh, Projected the false intelligence reports into uh, the public domain that provided the pretext for the war um, on Iraq. Um, the the uh, media coverage that uh, pushed forth the um, Abramoff investigation was led by Susan Schmidt, who uh, earned a Pulitzer Prize on the Lewinsky scandal, covering the, the Lewinsky scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have um, a film that reinforces the false allegations against Abramoff. While deflecting any responsibility from the Seminole Tribe of Florida, any involvement, or from Wells Fargo, this film was funded by HSBC, uh, which was a partner of Wells Fargo and star- stars uh, Ken Spacey. Now, as we know, um, HSBC and um, Kevin Spacey have ties to Epstein, who was a good friend of the Clintons and Trumps. Um, I know, as we discussed earlier, um, HSBC was involved with money laundering, drug cartels. Um, for you know, it was tied in with the Clinton Foundation, and uh, served a number of Epstein's clients. Now, serving as uh, on the board of HSBC was um, James Comey, who is also on the board of the Clinton Foundation. And uh, while this film is uh, was funding a propaganda film against uh, Jack.
0: and viruses. It is the best there is in the business and you can read all the research on this simply by going to waterwithdave.com That's waterwithdave.com Save $80 for a short time.
1: Abramoff um, ja- uh, James Comey is prosecuting him as the uh, head of the FBI <laughs> as Attorney General So we see a number of, of conflict, uh, conflicts of interest here um, we also have a, a newly appointed um, Bush attorney, Alexander Acosta, who will later uh, appear in, in the Trump administration as Department of, of as a Labor Secretary. He gave Epstein a, uh, a sweetheart deal while he um, was pursuing an indictment. Uh, the, you know, the, the, he was trying to impose the most severe charges possible against Jack Abramoff, who had been set up by Clinton and uh, Trump uh, special interests. At the same time, um, James Comey's uh, daughter, Maureen Comey, was leading the prosecution against Jeffrey Epstein. She has now emerged as the leading um, investigator against um, yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell, but only covering a very small uh, segment of what Maxwell actually did. Um, you know, now we're, you know, we're seeing, of course, uh, you know, the t- the ties that um, Epstein had with, with Trump and, and Clinton and, and uh, Spacey. All of this is coming uh, to the floor, to, to the floor. Um, so that's kind of like an interesting um, setup. Um, and uh, now um, after um, uh, Jack Abramoff was, was set up for criminal prosecution um, and was essentially railroaded into prison, uh Greenberg Traurig uh, then was able to negotiate a lucrative casino deal uh, for uh, for the Seminole Tribe of Florida, which was you know had been retained by Donald Trump. Um, and the uh, the judge who presided over Abramoff uh, uh, in on, on the Sun Cruise matter, his, his son was then appointed to negotiate the con- the contract. Um, Greenberg Traurig then goes on. To negotiate a $1 billion acquisition on behalf of the Seminole Tribe of Florida for a Hard Rock, you know, for the tribe's acquisition of the Hard Rock franchise with Merrill Lynch as its financial advisor. The Hard Rock um, enterprise, their, their new casino enterprise is headed by Jim Allen, a Trump executive. Um, the Seminoles and the Hard Rock then went on to dominate the Florida casino markets. And um uh, from that point onward, you know once Abramoff was dislodged from his uh tribal clients through a smear campaign in which um uh, tribal dissidents were given false information to spread about him, to give to the Washington Post, which McCain, uh, which was then, you know, uh, uh, promoted throughout the nation, uh, throughout the nation with the help of a PR firm, and which gave Senator John McCain the pretext to call for, uh, uh hearings within the Senate Indian Affairs Committee, in which the witnesses lied, uh, under oath against Abramoff. You have them dislodging him from Indian country, And then once he's dislodged, um, the Seminole's lobbyists and advisors take his clients. Uh, They actually claim Abramoff's clients for themselves. Now, in the case of the the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe, um, the Hard Rock offered them a deal, and this was according to the um, the Michigan tribe's financial consultant. They offered the tribe a deal uh, in which the Hard Rock would offer the the trademark. This is very Trumpian. You know, you can have the trademark, a Trump trademark, and then um, other. You don't have to put up the capital, and the you know your partner will then um, invest in you, and you'll split the profits. So this is what uh, this was the deal that they offered the, the Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe. They you know, they could have the um, the Hard Rock fr- uh, trademark. They would, uh, the the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe would invest in the business and then they would split the proceeds. What happened is that through that engagement, one billion dollars went missing. It it couldn't be accounted for. Um, Hard Rock uh, also uh, uh, approached another tribe that Abramoff had had represented, the Agua Caliente, with a very similar deal, um, but was not successful. Um, The Hard Rock then went on to acquire a business around the world, including China, um, under the leadership of a Trump executive. Um, This included Macau, Shenzhen, and Beijing. Uh, There's another tribe uh, that I also wanted to mention, which had some very curious um, circumstances following the ouster of Jack Abramoff. In this case, um, the tribe was looted uh, between thirty to fifty million dollars on a company called Mainnet. So, once Abramoff was ousted, um, a lobbyist who had been involved in the setup uh, took over the client, and then they brought in their own interests. Um, Mainnet, uh, the company that caused the tribe to lose lose between thirty to fifty million dollars, was an Israeli tech company. this company was brought in by Senator um, Ben Nighthorse Campbell, um, who had worked with John McCain to set up the, the National Indian Gaming Commission. This was the regulatory authority that managed uh, casinos within Indian Country. Um, Senator Ben Nighthorse Campbell was also a lobbying con- contact for Roger Stone. Um, Roger Stone was a—we um, you know, all know who Roger Stone is, but he was a um, a lobbyist for uh, for Donald Trump. Um so uh Ben Knighthorse um created this uh uh deal or helped create this deal with the Louisiana Cashada. Um uh, just also to you know get to give you a little background on him, um, he had voted against the, um, Clinton on the Lewinsky scandal. So he was promoting the Lewinsky scandal to cover up uh, China treason, um, even though he you know he admitted to voting or agreeing with Clinton 80 percent of the time. Um, while he was in Congress, he served on the Congressional Internet Cau- uh, Caucus, so he was promoting commerce on um, on the internet uh, about two decades ago, laying the foundations for. For um, for Lindell's, my store, for Amazon, and for these other internet companies that we'd come to before, um, uh, Sen- uh, Senator Ben Myhorse Campbell had also sponsored that the Jerusalem Embassy Act of 1999. Um, this involved um, establishing the U.S. Embassy in Israel uh, and moving over to uh, to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, um, and this in turn. Uh, um, opened the door for U.S. tech companies to begin the process of moving over to Israel to set up headquarters there. Um, as, as you know, um, I know we've discussed in a different program, um, Kissinger had set up the, um, uh, links whereby um, uh, U.S. tech uh, shared with Israel was then passed on to, uh, to Communist China. So what's you know, kind of interesting in all of this is that um, once, uh Campbell uh left Congress, he joined a firm called um Holland and Knight. Now Holland and Knight um uh had also acquired business with um with Abramoff clients or at least Ben Nyhurst Campbell did. Uh, but Holland and Knight became the first non Israeli firm to open an office in Tel Aviv with David Gorin heading that office. Now David Gorin was um the counsel for Mainnet the, the company that looted the, the, you know, the Louisiana Cushada uh, between 30 and $50 b- million um, per um, the tribal council, including uh, William Warfel, among um, other tribal leaders. Um, Goran had worked for Holland and Knight um, during the Clinton administration, and then he became general counsel for, for Mainnet um what I, what's interesting is that holland and knight have given um, a great deal of money raised money for biden hillary obama romney jeb bush um, it represents um, alphabet google tesla um and uh there were some other kind of interesting uh connections as well that, that tie in uh to the the wider um Abramov scheme um so um also, also, I guess to continue with um, the, the, Jerusalem, the Jerusalem connection, you know, um, once uh, Sena- uh, Senator Ben H- Nighthorse Campbell had laid the foundation for um, the embassy to be moved to Jerusalem, once Trump became president, he then moved the um, the capital, the Israeli capital, to Jerusalem. Um, the Holland and Knight um, has a number of interesting um, clients. Um, one of them is Ted Arison, who is the founder of the carnival corporation on um, the carnival corporation represents the carnival cruise line, which was in uh, direct competition with sun cruise, which was eliminated through the fake scandal that they were running. Wow. Um, uh, Arison was also a controlling shareholder in the bank, um, Loman, uh... Bank, which was, is the largest Israeli bank. It specializes in IPOs, corporate acquisitions, intellectual property. So this was a, a company that helps facilitate, um opening the doors for the, the transfer of our tech companies over to Israel. And we're now seeing that these Israeli companies, in one case they looted a, an Indian tribe and they've been kind of weaponizing technology um, against the American people. Um, um, the Bank Howellin uh, 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 was established by the Zionist organization, the Israeli Trade Union, and also the Israeli Trade Union, which is a, a communist um, organization. Um, they got caught up in tax evasion and mo- money laundering pertaining to the World Cup, and they had given uh, loans to uh, Jared Kushner. So while um, the Israelis are financing uh, Jared Kushner, he's overseeing, you know, U.S. policy. Uh, in the middle east um so you know, taking us back to you know to epstein you know we have uh you know clinton and um uh and the trump's working together uh they're essentially business partners they're political partners you've got the clintons and and their allies like john mccain uh taking actions within the government that will then benefit trump uh, commercially um the epstein you know epstein was allegedly involved with uh, a massad compromise ring that was uh compromising our political officials on behalf of israel and on behalf of zionist interests um maureen comey uh you know who is the daughter of james comey an ally of the clintons and trumps is now an in charge of prosecuting, uh, uh, just lane Maxwell, um, who has ties uh, you know, apparently to the KGB, the MI6, the CIA. Um, she is the leading prosecutor in the Maxwell investigation. Um, and as I, you know, I, I had discovered, you know, throughout my research over the years, um, the Trumps and the Clintons were business partners, um, to provide you with a few examples, um, Uh, In one instance, with the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe, that tribe was stripped of its its chancery um, on Capitol Hill under a clouded title. That chancery was then sold under value to the Republic of Azerbaijan. Um, At the time, uh, McCain's fundraisers, including Randy Schooneman, who is now a fundraiser for George Soros, uh, and Paul Manafort, among others, were uh, lobbying on behalf of powerful um, oil interests and oligarchs uh, to, to drill for oil in the, the Rothschild control Caspian Sea. Um, Ivanka then, um, you know, while, while this was going on, Ivanka Trump attempted to establish a Trump Tower overlooking the Caspian Sea in which the, you know, the world's oligarchs would, um, would, you know, w- would convene and uh, cut deals. Um, after Abramoff was ousted from uh, um, from the world of lobbying under a scandal that was uh, cr- uh, promoted, manufactured, and controlled by Trump and Clinton-affiliated advisors and lobbyists um, through the courts, congressional committees, um, federal and federal agencies. Uh, Ivanka Trump then acquired the U.S. Post, op- post Office in D.C., which she then attempted to, or she, she actually did, uh, uh, created uh, or transformed into a Trump uh, hotel. Now, this hotel, oh, right, um, yeah. Abramoff was in the process of acquiring for his lobbying practice. So once he's ousted, that asset is then handed over to Ivanka Trump. Um, once uh, Jack Abramoff was um, removed from uh, Saipan, and this was a um, uh, an area uh, it's called the Commonwealth of Northern Mariana Islands, where um, a Clinton-affiliated firm called Milbrook Weiss, uh, which whose partners were indicted for paying plaintiffs to appear in class action lawsuits um, and using the media to coerce large settlements out of corporate targets, that Milbrook Weiss. Um, launched a frivolous billion-dollar class action against Jack Abramoff's clients on Saipan. Once Jack Abramoff is removed, um, uh, uh, allies associated with, or business partners associated with the Clintons and Trumps then went into Saipan uh, to establish a casino. Um, the lobbying was done by Paul Manaford uh Podesta among others, reflecting that far from being um, political rivals, that the Trumps and the Clintons were were in fact allies. Um, and uh that casino is currently headed by a former Trump executive with um, FBI uh director Lewis Free, uh under who is a Clinton FBI director, serving on the board of directors. Um It was very interesting that once questions were, you know, began to be, uh, uh, were uh, once questions were raised about what an FBI director is doing, you know, (laughs) uh, advising a casino interest, um, he somehow was, um, uh, got into a car accident. um, Though I believe that he has survived, but there are a lot of kind of very questionable circumstances, you know, you know, surrounding their business interests but that's kind of an overview and you can see how you know how they have weaponized uh, government our government and denied that you know they
0: the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals from my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie uh, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges.
1: American people, honest, on um, services.
0: That is really interesting. Why Abramoff? Why was he selected to play this role that turned on him?
1: Are you still there?
0: Yeah, I'm here we're we're going through a a couple of cutouts here and you just cut out on me too. Okay. What I'm trying to ask here and hopefully the stream will hold here. Uh, people we had to gerrymander, you know about the tragedy in our uh, TV studio. We've had to crossover equipment and sometimes it doesn't function quite as well as we'd like. But we got about another week to 10 days left on that. But anyway, the question I was asking, why do you think Abraham, Abramoff Abramov was selected? to do what he did, and then they just put him away? Were they burying the evidence?
1: Um, that's a very good question. Um, so he... He had actually, um, he, he first joined Preston Gates um, when he entered the lobbying role as a lobbyist for Preston Gates. Um, mm-hmm. Preston Gates it was um, a, a firm that was very close to the Clintons. Um, he had ties to Tom DeLay, uh, New Gingrich, among others. So he appeared to be an establishment candidate, but um, I think they expected great things from him, but Abramoff was an individualist. So once he entered lobbying, he began to serve the interests of the Native Americans um, against those of the corrupt tribal establishment which was controlled by the Clintons, became Trump among others um, and so I believe that uh, he, he was um, prosecuted to eliminate him as competition to their interests, and also to silence him, and I found it very interesting that um, after the inve- or during, after the investigation had run its course, um, I shared exculpatory evidence with uh, Abramoff and his legal team. They chose not to use it uh, to um, you know to his, uh, for his for the purposes of defense. Rather, it was used as leverage. So they essentially had made a decision to bury the evidence, and in turn, the establishment would help rehabilitate him. And I don't know if you were aware, but um, Trump, or not Trump, but Abramoff ended up um, working with Jared Kushner uh, on um, a, a, a Bitcoin uh, deal, a, a, cyber, a cyber currency deal. And his attorney, um, Abby Lowell, um ended up representing, I believe, uh, both the Ivanka and Jared Kushner. So he got business with the Trumps.
0: Hmm. That is really, really interesting because there's so many avenues that spring off that. But I don't want to interrupt the flow. Um, we'll have to have a private conversation to explore some of these things. But yeah, Abramoff um, is. It, I'll just I'll just divert to this. When you talk to people like Paul Preston and a couple of my more clandestine sources, they all say the same thing. Okay. Most of the tribal leadership in this country is corrupt. They're doing it through Correct. the casinos. Mm-hmm. They are aligning with the cartels. And, of course, if you align with the cartels, you align with China. Correct. And um, this is who Trump ran afoul of. And, by the way, too, uh, the re- the way I discovered this is in my voter fraud investigations. by calling Noble Gold at 877-646-5347.
1: That's correct. Um, And in in a few cases, um, I saw that the um, Clinton-affiliated lobbyists actually were staging coups within Indian country to um, remove duly elected tribal leaders to implant their own leaders who answered to them, and in some instances, they actually held elections off reservation and then certified results that were not valid, and then took those results to the, the BIA for certification, and then they um, enlisted the FBI uh, to forcibly remove um, duly elected tribal leaders. So it was very much you know, like a in the pattern of a banana republic. Oh
0: my God! Yeah, what you're saying I've heard before, <laughs> um, and uh, it. The, today let's put it this way when we go to 2022 and have the midterms i have a lot of sources that are very concerned that the native american tribes will tip elections on the reservation that can't be overseen
1: that's a possibility um i know that a a lot of tribal members are not legitimately indians so essentially they are um, to become a tribal member um, you need only be a member of a an Indian tribe. You don't have to have any Indian blood, and that decision of whether you become an, a tribal member or not is done by the tribal council, which is controlled by the federal government and by private corporate inter- corporate interests. Um, and in many cases, um, very you know the, the poor and the unskilled are brought onto uh, Indian tribes to receive federal be- benefits that are that would other- otherwise be reserved for Indians. Once they become tribal members, they have to vote a certain way in order to continue to receive those benefits so the vote is bought and it wouldn't surprise me if they if the powers that be um are then using those tribal members to you know to rig elections
0: and um facilitate Mm -hmm. fentanyl trafficking across the border particularly for tribes that traverse both sides yeah i I, i've heard yeah i've heard all this before and it's interesting that you're going down this path. You should really have a conversation with Paul Preston on this, because um, he is really on top of this. Um, okay, so where do we go next with this uh, lengthy conspiracy?
1: Um, I, I think we need to kind of um, begin to, to look at our elected officials and what is, you know, who and what is really behind them. Um, what I'm seeing is that there are really, like, there's, there are a small number of lobbying firms, um, and, and attorneys and, uh, elected officials who are acting on behalf of the Vatican and the city of London. Um, I think if you were to, um, start with the Abramoff investigation and then follow the leads, you will eventually uncover the deep state as I have. Um, they are have all been working together, and again, this starts with the Clinton administration. You know, since they're again, they they brought the China into the WTO. Uh, Bill Clinton was himself a Rothschild bloodline. You know, so he wanted to you know to advance the globalist agenda. You know, he promoted NAFTA and you know these different free trade agreements that Obama then attempted to further through the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Um, but uh, us, again, Obama is um, answering to the same these same interests there um you know with the Rothschilds and the vatican what these people have done and at so many stages is criminal um i would like to see um uh, forensics accountants and attorneys reviewing this paperwork you know following these leads and i think if we you know the cases can be built against these people that can then expose them you know the, the deep state prosecute the actors and enable and empower the people to take back their country because the paperwork is there the evidence is there Hmm. it involves the same group of people
0: you know i share your same goal i do um but i'm reflecting back on what john b wells told me in a recent interview when john said he he does these uh bi-monthly intelligence updates with high-ranking ex-military people. And they're of the opinion that there's nothing that we can get through the courts to get anything done because the courts are all controlled. It's going to take the citizens rising up with uh, either political involvement and or, um, shall we say, forceful involvement to take our country back. Do Do you think the system's that far gone?
1: Um... I, I think that the you know that the judges can can be compelled to to serve the public's interests. Um, I know that money has corrupted the courts to an extraordinary degree, um, but there are also legal channels that you can follow to you know to to ensure that the courts do um, do follow the law. Um, but I, I definitely believe that you know we we have to um, ensure that the information reaches a critical mass or or to a, a sufficient number, or reaches a sufficient number of people who then demand some type of accountability. So I think the people definitely need to be involved in um, in demanding change. You know, we can't passively sit on the sidelines.
0: <clears throat> I agree. It's up to us to pick up the torch. You know, this is a real pointed question, and I know probably there's not a real clear answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay, do you think Trump was largely sincere about reform when he came into power and he was pissed off because he was shut out of uh, big deals
1: that's a possibility um, Trump was never an, a major player um, uh, you know Clinton uh, and McCain uh, the Bushes held held power you know through campaign finance through their their long history um, generational um, uh, you know, uh, or actually, their, you know, their, their, um, the history with the deep state goes back, um, generations. Um, I think Trump w- was always on the sidelines. He was not very successful as a casino, uh, executive. Um, he had to, um, rely upon funding from the, from the Rothschilds. Um, I think he wanted to be successful, um, Within the, the seminal deal, he was eventually pushed out, and he was given the consolation prize of uh, becoming the um, uh, the face of a Celebrity Apprentice, uh, possibly to appease his ego. But he was pushed out and marginalized. So it could be that um, based upon that marginal marginalization, that he you know he wanted to prove himself. But I, I also thought it was interesting that he. Um, uh, was early. He was promoted early on by the reform movement. Um, the reform movement was, I believe, started by um, Ross Perot, um, who was a um, a Clinton ally. Um, in fact um, Ross Perot was involved his pro you know, company Perot systems was involved in um, exploiting the uh, uh, deregulated California energy markets and he set up the um, the Enron scandal um, because he uh, enabled uh, both Enron and energy um, to exploit those markets and then um, once uh, attention was focused on on Ross Perot um, uh, Enron um, was uh, was targeted for uh, for a scandal I, I've kind of written about this, again, in Lynch, in my book on the Abramoff investigation. Um, this was another kind of Clinton-driven uh, scandal to deflect attention to protect a Clinton crony. Um, we can also see within this specific scandal that um, Mark Cuban, um, who stumped for Hillary Clinton on the campaign trail, distributed you know the, the Enron propaganda film, just as he distributed the, the Abramoff propaganda film, which was directed by um, Hillary Clinton. So I I think Ross Perot led a fake reform movement. Um, I think that they were aware that the people were rising up. Um, I think that he helped split the vote during the um, the Bush Clinton contest. Mm-hmm. Delivered the you know the, the White House to Bill Clinton. Um, he made a fortune um, through medical billing through medic, you know um, during uh, the Clinton administration. Um, and I think that tr- uh, Trump was cut from that cloth. That he realized that he could get the people behind him through a, a faux uh, reform movement. Now, he may have been sincere. I know that there were um, some aspects of what he was doing that that were positive, um, like he was restoring uh, energy independence to the United States. Uh, he was also um, in, involved in uh, restoring integrity to other uh, countries abroad based upon his knowledge that the Rothschilds had set up illegitimate governments um, around the world. Um, But I also recall during that time that um, Alex Jones was saying that the Rothschilds um, realized that they have to return the power and the money to the people. So um, it appears that Trump may have been part of an agenda where the Rothschilds realized that they're – you know, their agenda has been exposed, their illegitimacy has been exposed, they need to do something about it. So maybe Trump was tapped to, uh, you know, to carry out that agenda, maybe Trump helped buy them time, and then, you know, once he was in office, they found a way to reposition themselves to again acquire the upper hand. And I know as we discussed previously, um, Trump's inner circle was working hand in hand with uh, Obama and, you know, the Rothschilds, you know, serving Rothschild interests.
0: Yeah, i you tell you, you just you struck a couple of chords with me there. Let's go back to Ross Perot just for a second. I totally agree. He okay. was a plant designed to get Clinton elected. It was the 1912 election all over again where the Republicans split uh, with Taft and Roosevelt so Wilson could get in, the globalist choice who had no chance of being elected. He was about as popular as Kamala Harris. So you're right. And I'm going to give you something to look forward to. It's my opinion, and I listen, I don't dislike Tulsi Gabbard. I think she has some admirable qualities. I mean, she's been a veteran. She served in combat, and I don't diminish that, but she's still for abortion. She's uh, on demand. Uh, she was for gun control and red flag laws, but now she's been going into the media, and she's been sounding like the consummate conservative. She's championing all the trials, you know, the Rittenhouse trial, the, uh, the Arbery trial, and She's, uh, she's done this five times now, and I'll tell you what I think she's leading to. I think she's going to appear to be the shunned Democrat, and she's going to run as a third party to ensure Democrats win, to split whoever the Republicans run in 2024, and she might be rewarded with a cabinet position or however they decide to reward her. But I've seen her abandon her liberalness and embrace conservative viewpoints, I think she's a plant now. I'm just putting that I'm just putting that kind of that little bug in your ear so you can watch. I've already come to the conclusion. And the other thing I wanted to ask you about, you brought up Enron and I've never told you this, but myself and two colleagues and a few related people had dealings with Enron and we are sure Ken Lay was not guilty. We were doing business dealings with them and we also know that Ken Lay did not commit suicide because he had too many dead man switches, as we suspect Jeffrey Epstein did. What do you know about that? Do you know anything about that with with uh, Enron and Ken Lay?
1: Um, I, I I don't know about Ken Lay specifically. I did talk to Skilling's legal team, and um, they they were of that you know, a very similar position um, that. The executives were not guilty of what they were accused of. Uh, the witness who came out against them, Mike McElroy, um, was um, had been fired. He he was a disgruntled, um, a former employee uh, who then went on to uh, after he blew the whistle on so-called blew the whistle on Enron, um, appeared in a documentary, appeared before Congress with false testimony. He then went on to um, attempt. To establish a multi billion dollar taxpayer subsidized um, energy park in Michigan with a fellow by the name of Michael Saruk. Um, I think he was an architect from, from Florida. So, um, yes, I think that there was, uh, I mean, I, I don't know whether he was, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know specifically what happened to, to Ken Lay, um, but I, I, I do believe that he was not um, guilty as charged.
0: Well, it's interesting. I can tell you what we were working on. So you said you don't know why he made them mad. I actually was on a conference call, and Ken Lay said, well, when we're done with this project, we all better have our dead man switches in line. Now he was saying it jovially, but he was serious. What we were working on was to build an isolated community in the San Luis Valley of Colorado using very high-tech physics technology. What some people refer to as zero point energy. And the late Bill Pollock and his NSA colleague retired. Uh we were all part of the same deal. I was in on some of these meetings, and uh this was the real deal. The only blowback I got, no one ever came after me, and no one ever came after my two friends that were in this deal. But I did get a guy approach me one time Claiming to be ex-military, he wanted to build a survivalist community in the San Luis Valley based on advanced technology. I think they were checking out to see what we were still up to. But uh, it, it was we were in the forbidden science zone. And just real quickly, my dad knew all about this. He worked with captured German scientists. He reverse engineered them on drawing boards with their theoretical physics and the theoretical physics often we refer to as quantum now um, but it was a higher level than Newtonian three-dimensional physics and you weren't supposed to go there. I'm saying back in the late 90s you weren't supposed to go there.
1: And weren't the, the files on Enron as destroyed during um, the terrorist attacks of September 11 2001? Do you know Good. much about that? Like What was destroyed?
0: Don't know. I don't know about that. Um, you know I remember it being brought up once and the and the question got shut down and it wasn't from our group there was an independent contractor group in a meeting we were in and that got brought up but the question got shut down about 9-11 and i never really thought much about it to follow up on it
1: that's interesting so um, I, um enron was essentially working on like free energy um maybe along the lines of tesla what tesla had uh promoted correct oh interesting
0: correct and that's what pissed him off. And I'm telling you, Ken Lay did not commit suicide.
1: I believe that.
0: Absolutely did not. I don't know if he's still alive today, but he survived. He was allowed to live because of what he had. He had stuff on so many government officials it wasn't even funny. And he said I could bring the whole government down if I if I let everything loose. So and, and he was serious. I, and I think that's why they had to let him go. That's why I don't believe Epstein is Epstein is dead either. I, I think for the same reason he's still alive somewhere.
1: Well, apparently, uh, Marine Comey um, was the official who "quote unquote" lost the video um, <laughs> uh, on, uh, that was being um, of Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Yeah, only to find it later, so we don't know whether she edited that film in the meantime. Yeah. Maybe she may.
0: we got to do this or, we're, or I'm going to be in trouble. But we got to step aside here for a real quick break. we got to combine two into one. Ladies and gentlemen, you know I represent the satellite phone store, and I am concerned that if we go into some kind of civil chaos, civil unrest, civil uprising, uh, I've seen it happen. Uh, the government can shut down a city in 30 minutes continuity of government they're very good at it. they'll take down your cell phone they'll take down every form of communication but they probably won't be able to touch your satellite phone and this is why i have a sat phone in addition to you can be driving in remote areas your cell phone doesn't work your car breaks down you don't dare walk all you need with the sat phone is the sky and you say well is it expensive i pay one fourth the cost for my sat phone that i do my cell phone bill although i don't use it to chit chat that's for emergencies we also have emergency news updates on it we're trying to uh, basically get people conditioned to the fact that someday we're not none none of us are going to be doing shows like this for much longer we believe so we have an emergency news release service mike adams steve quayle myself doug hagman and others are uh, part of the system called the galileo system you want to know more about this I would really encourage you to give them a call at 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. And then I'm going to end with this for our sponsors. Uh, food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, and tools. That's just a broad brush of what you're going to need. Uh, you can't trust a government that stranded a Amer- uh, thousand Americans behind enemy lines. You've got to supply your own basic needs. Now's the time hyperinflation hits you may not be buying anything and right now mps is up running unlike a lot of our competitors who are really struggling right now some have gone out of business we're operating at full throttle but i can't tell you how long that's going to go on i'm going to be very honest with you so i would encourage you to get as much storable food as you can there's a special available at preparewithdave.com as you know it's 25 year uh, storable food—that's how long it'll stay good. Also, too, it's, it tastes pretty darn good. I've tasted it, and it's high calorie. People say, "Oh, Dave, I don't want that." Well, yeah, you're eating to survive, people. That's why they call it survival food. And so you want high calorie stuff. So, how do you get yours? PrepareWithDave.com. Let's PrepareWithDave.com. While we're talking uh, with Susan Bradford, and we're kind of winding down here in the last few minutes. Susan, we've covered a lot of territory. We've got to do a part two on this, as we only got about three minutes left in the broadcast. Um, I, I suppose let's sum up where we've landed in about no longer than a couple of minutes.
1: Okay. Um, okay, so w- where we've landed. Um, uh, the corporation now <laughs> control the government is not a, a government of by and for the people, it's of by and for the government uh, governments and um, the government has been weaponized against the people. Um, and um, our leaders, um, including Trump, Clinton, uh, among others, um, are actually, you know, business ally or, you know, they're, they're political and they're, um, they're strategic allies. So in order to understand where they're coming from, you really need to um, explore their special interests, their, their business deals. Um, so I think that's maybe a, a good point to, to leave off on.
0: Yeah, well, we got a lot more uh, room to cover here. Um, as we move into more modern times just a real quick answer on this do you think it's possible hillary's now reappeared in the media because she's going to be kamala's vice president as long as kamala lasts and maybe Hillary will take over as an unelected president all of gerald ford
1: that's a, a very good question. Um, uh, Hillary Clinton does appear to be um, uh, positioning herself for either another presidential run or for another, you know, high-profile um, uh, position, um, possibly a, as president. Um, I know that for uh, for years um, uh, she has been um, flouted as a possible uh, president uh, who would um, uh, replace. I guess that the scenario that I've heard is that um, uh, Biden and um, Kamala Harris would be removed for some reason. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, would then become president, um, invite Hillary Clinton to be, you know, select Hillary Clinton to be her vice president, mm-hmm. and then resign, making Hillary Clinton president. So I've heard this scenario um, before. Yeah.
0: That's one, one of the uh, operating things. And I'll tell you, the way they get rid of Kamala Harris, she was part of the Jesse, Jesse Smollett. She was the go-between between Obama, who was good friends with Smollett, and, um, and what happened. And uh, the Nigerians will roll over on her, is what I've been told. And uh, it won't be public, but it's the way they'll make her resign for some other private reason. It's, Yeah, I think our information is pretty close on this. But, uh, yeah, I, I fear a Hillary presidency, but they seem to be uh, determined to get her in. Well, tell people uh, very quickly how they can follow your good work. I know you got a website. and Tell us about that.
1: I, I do. My, my website is uh, www.susanbradford.org. Um, I have my my books there, links to my books. and I also have. I've recently um, created a blog uh, with some you know articles uh, which provide some information on breaking news, like the background you know yeah, behind. Yeah, we, we've series. actually
0: run some of those um, on our on our website, The Common Sense Show. They're really good. I mean, they're really oh, good, uh, if, <laughs> folks. If you I want, I appreciate that. And I'm just telling you, ladies and gentlemen you heard the extraordinary detail you notice i just kind of know how to step out of the way here because uh susan was on a roll and uh the information it was like one home run after another and i'm thinking oh my gosh where's this going to end up and uh this is what you get to when you read some of these blogs it's just absolutely incredible unfortunately we didn't get to finality but susan i'll be in touch and uh we'll set something up. And also, too, I know I have some colleagues that want to interview you, and so I'll be passing mm-hmm. along your information. Um, you've impressed a lot of people, so let's get you out in front and get a little more exposure for you on our side of the fence. But thank you for joining us oh. here on the Common Sense Show. Thank and you like so I much s- for having me. And, and I'll be in touch. Thanks, Susan.
1: Thank you, Dave.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.